Mando. Mando, Mando, Mando. Mandalorian season three came to a an end, a triumphant ending. Hi, Heidi. A triumphant conclusion to the season. I thought, hey, I gotta come in here. I gotta talk about this with all of you to sit down on this mic and share my thoughts as I get attacked by something outside. Don't know what's going on. I don't know if you can hear that. The walls are talking. This house is from the 1800s. And I'm about to get murdered by a ghost. Mandalorian Season 3 came to an end, as I just said. I wanted to jump on here and discuss tomorrow. We're going to do episode 280. Uh, 282 or 3 of the show. Can't wait. Going to be a lot of fun to talk to Brock about this. Look, this season, a lot. there was a lot of ups and downs in regards to fan uh, discussion on social media anyway. Whether or not that was the case in real life, I don't. I don't know. I talked to a lot of people who really seem to enjoy the show who aren't on social media and don't uh, uh, cry about Star Wars as much as most people. So I don't know where people stood on it. I, from the get-go, I really liked this season. I thought it was great. I thought the first two episodes, I've said this a million times, I felt like the first two episodes really kind of, um, they felt incomplete. They, they kind of like, it was almost like they stopped short. And this season, or this, ep- the last Six episodes I thought were amazing. Uh, this was, I guess, a short episode, technically. I didn't feel that way. I felt like they got... I felt like it was action-packed. It was non-stop. Hey, Sooner Thrawn. And I felt like it was... And I, I felt like it got everything I needed to get done. And Sooner just brought something up that I'm going to talk about. And I'm sure that... Brock and I will discuss this as well tomorrow. And that is The Spies, right? Episode 23 was entitled The Spies. And everyone's like, but there's only one spy. There's only one spy. Possibly. Possibly only one spy. Um, I do want to get into a little bit. Because I feel like there is multiple spies. Uh, We were... I think there are more. There's more... Anyway, let's get right in. So... The episode is called The Spies. Everyone spent a week speculating, which is part of the fun of Star Wars, correct? Is speculating. It is, oh my gosh, is this person a spy? Is that person a spy? Is Boba Fett going to show up? The Mythosaur is going to be a big deal. What is going on in the finale? And that happened. That was, and I said this in a video over on Digital Charcuterie, where if, so this channel, Rebels Come Podcast, is the long form podcast, Digital Charcuterie. I'm going to do a bunch of short stuff over there. So look, I feel, and I, and I, I mean this, that that the last couple weeks for Star Wars has been the most fun I've had as a Star Wars fan since uh, The Force Awakens to Last Jedi. Like that period of two years in there where we got to speculate on all that fun stuff. That was the most fun I've had right now as a Star Wars fan was as, as much as it was for that time. And this episode, spoilers for the season finale of Mandalorian, this episode felt the most star like the most star wars we've gotten since the force like possibly even a prequel movie like this felt there was a point in this i'm like man this is everything star wars everything 
Everything's spyward. And yes, Grogu had his great episode. But I do want to get into the spies. Um, the spies, this is this is what how I I had fun with the speculation, but my interpretation of the spies was kind of more of Kane was the spy, but the Shadow Council gave us the knowledge that the Empire is everywhere around the galaxy. And within that comes their own cane in those sectors of the galaxy. And so the, like the spies was, was the, there was a spy, but there's the greater spies in the galaxy as a whole. That's kind of how I interpreted that. And I always said that like, Kane is one character who represents a thousand, like thousands of characters, right? So you have one and Gideon's spy is Kane. And then Paleon's spy is whoever and whoever, whoever. So there's spies everywhere in the galaxy working across. Now, we all kind of wanted, hey, Dale, we all wanted a double crossing to happen, obviously. You know, I think in Star Wars, you kind of, you, you're like, oh, the, the armor. Oh. But the armor ends up, like, they're all loyal. And this season, you know, people have been down here for so long in the season because it had no direction. But this season had so much direction. And then there was also the talk of how Din Djarin was sidetracked. And I think for me that this season was always about the, the reconstruction, the uniting of Mandalore. That's how I always kind of thought this season was going. And that's obviously how it turned out. It, to me, that's how it, it seemed. The difference was with this season versus season, especially season two, was season two was... Okay, I have this Jedi, what, or I have this uh, kid with the Force. What do I do with this kid? And then every week he would go to a planet and try to get an answer. Then he'd go to another planet and get an answer. And then every episode ended with him flying away. So the audience every week was told, "This is what this is about," and they would go. And this year they didn't say that. This year was like it was about Mandalore being united, but they didn't force feed that to you, and they just kind of let this story go. The big difference, like I always say, is this was a binge watching season versus season two and season one, where they were more episodic like each episode was its own standalone in a lot of ways with a greater narrative around it this one was definitely more binge which could be a negative positive however you want to um take it uh and heidi says so the spies are referring to multiple spies within the new republic like yeah it came one possible spy could be jack black uh yeah exactly jack black captain bombardier if you, if you can trust someone named captain bombardier good on you i don't know <laughs> But that's how I took it as well. I think the spies was more there's like because the thing with this show is, and I and I said this too, is like what I just said about season one and two is that storyline ended. The we have to go figure out where this kid belongs ended in the last episode of season two. And then Book of Boba Fett comes in and we learn more about Mandalorian. And then Grogu's like, I really don't want to be with this Luke guy. He's kind of crazy. I want to go with with Din. And and then and there's all the criticizing of that. And again, I think calling the shows by character names is a mistake because they're all one big, big story. That was kind of like a spinoff, but the characters matter. And I think Grogu being with Luke actually makes a big deal in it all because when you see this this final episode, what he learned from Luke plays a factor, right? He didn't use a force and pass out immediately. Right? He sat down. He's still a child, but he didn't pass out immediately and he, he had a little bit more control over it. And then obviously what he did at the end was on a grander scale of season one, it's like poetry. It rhymes when it, it comes right back around full circle. And it was definitely about the resurgence of Mandalore and then enforced Vita and Din and Bo-Katan and Bo-Katan being the lead this season and people having a big issue, taking issue with that. And, you know, it was, it's kind of like, 
I, as much fun as it is speculating week to week, if you just binge watch this, would there be that that argument like Bo-Katan hijacked the show? If you watch this all in one sitting, does Bo-Katan hijack the show? And I and I I'm curious. I didn't ever thought she did because what I thought was this was the unification of Mandalore and the planet and all the Mandalorians and all that. And then Jaren, our antagonist, has no like he almost has very very little to do with Mandalore. He is a bounty hunter by trade. He, the end of the episode, he goes back to that. He leaves Mandalore. He's still you know you just go on your adventures now, and he does that. And part of my, by the way, my cat came in to protect me from whatever is going on. My dog is scared, but my cat is like all over whatever is crawling through the walls. So he goes back to that. He's not really a part of Mandalore. So we, what we saw though was we saw the unification of Mandalore, the resurgence of Mandalore through the eyes of, of Din Djarin, our hero. And because of that, he has to serve Bo-Katan, whose whole purpose in Star Wars is for Mandalore. And that's what we saw it as. And then obviously the armor is, and all that is, is a part of it because that's who they are. That's who these people are. Din John, he follows the creed. He, he loves where he's from, but he's basically like, like a, an Italian American, right? Like I'm, I'm Italian, but I live in America. Like that's how he kind of is. It's like, he, he is an immigrant in the, in the, in the planet. Now he's a bounty hunter and he goes back to that life at the end. So we saw it through his eyes. So Bo-Katan had to be there and he had to support Bo-Katan because Mandalore, the, the dark saber, all that wasn't Din's story. It was never Din's story ever. We, we speculate, we want it to be because he's our hero, but when you think about it and you break it down, it was never Din's story. It had to be somebody from the Clone Wars. It had to be a Bo-Katan. It could even be, in in a way, the armor because of how they created that character. But it had to. But I still feel like it needed to be Bo-Katan, someone from from the old uh, the old world of Star Wars, the way that they used to do it. That's how I took it, and that's how I'm going to take it going forward. <laughs> that's how it is. And now, you know. Now, so that story ended in season two with we got to figure out where this child goes. And now the unification and the resurgence of Mandalore, that story is is possibly over now, right, with this season. But now we've, now we've, I think I had, I had nothing to do with it. Now um, the Fabro Filoni, Lucasfilm, Lucasfilm will say, but they've left the door open now to revert back to season one and two, what every, which everybody loved, where now Din and Grogu can literally just go on whatever adventures they want and they could bring in Carson Teva and, the, and Zeb and whoever else is in that New Republic area. They'll be like, hey, what job you got for me today? And he could, and they could take that. And and I think that was brilliant, a brilliant play on their end because now you could, you could do like a Mandalorian season four with like very little consequence or stakes for Mando or, or Grogu. Right. I mean, you kind of think like there was all the, the, um, the Din Djarin's going to die rumors going around because YouTube is built on hate. <clears throat> so people were, were all in on that. And then it turned out that the, the, that the Pedro Pascal stuff actually just came from him not getting paid enough because he wanted to get paid as an actor, not a voice actor. So anyway, I uh, will go back into the chat right now. Uh, Heidi, I'm going to get to that one on top, but first I'm going to go here with is Moff Gideon alive. He was in best car suit, but no helmet. So probably not. I thought he had the helmet on when he got, uh, when he got blown up there, but that's the other question is, was that even him? That could have been a clone of him. I love that. That storyline. Also, we're all assuming it's Snoke. It's GVP. What are they going to do? Instead? He's like, I am going to clone myself 
with force powers. And again, this this show since day one has so like subverted expectations. It's kind of taken you on these different paths than you think that we're going to go. I still think Snoke plays a, because of what Moff Gideon did. Did it, it's going to lead into Snoke, lead into Palpatine, learn into how to do that, or it was a part of that. Um, but I I did love that. I love that that they played on clones that they played on Moff Gideon's obsession with Mandalorians and clones. And he was just so full of himself that really led to his own demise, right? He could have had the best guard troopers. He could have the Praetorian guards and best guard troopers take on Mando, but instead he decided to do himself. And that kind of led to his own demise. Heidi's only uh, thing she didn't like was that there was no end credit scene. And I did kind of wait and skip ahead to the end to see if there was one. I hadn't heard. I got it first shout out to Heidi. I woke up, uh, for work around 6, 6.30 in the morning. I got a text from Steve, my friend Steve, who does shows on Digital Charcuterie with me. And he said, and he sent me a screen grab of Heidi's tweet that said, stay off YouTube, Twitter, everything. And I did. I didn't go on anything all day. I had a video go up on Digital Charcuterie. I didn't even pay attention to it. I didn't look at any comments or anything. I didn't know what people were going to say, how they're going to react. Um, and I'm glad I didn't. I haven't, I, I, I'm glad I didn't because I've seen spoilers now. I don't know when they were posted in comparison to when I saw them, but I'm glad I didn't. So that was well played by you, Heidi, on doing that. I, but so, and, and to saying that, I had no idea if there was an end credit scene or not. And I wasn't going to Google if there was because, you know, you Google end credit scene in Mendo season three, and then you'd probably get a picture of, of Moff getting being blown up or something, right? So I, I had no idea. So I skipped to the end, and there wasn't one. And I will say, I will tell you that I am okay with that uh, for a couple reasons. One, the Book of Boba Fett announcement was spectacular on every level, right? Like we got, we weren't expecting it. We got it. We loved it. The end. Then we got the, the uh, Cobb Vanth one in the Book of Boba Fett. <clears throat> great little tease. I can't remember if it was at the very end or mid credit, whatever. It was a great little tease, which is fine. But Star Wars doesn't have those traditionally. So if it was like a trailer for the Ahsoka, which we just got two weeks ago at Star Wars Celebration, that would have been fine. But we just got it two weeks ago. So it, it didn't really make sense. So I actually have no issue with no post credit scene or tease or anything, because what, what would they show? Like just another clip from Ahsoka. I know people were speculating possibly Thrawn would show up. But if you paid attention to what we heard at Star Wars Celebration, it doesn't sound like Thrawn is coming anytime soon. Even in Ahsoka, it sounds like you're going to have to wait for Thrawn. Sorry, Sooner Thrawn, but we're going to have to wait for you. Uh, and Sooner just said, I, or said, I wanted uh, Thrawn seen at the end. Oh, well, Ahsoka in August. And that's it. It's like, yeah, it would have been, again, it, yes. If I got Thrawn, I wouldn't have complained, but I didn't really suspect it because of what I heard about how late Thrawn's even going to show up possibly in that series. So it doesn't make sense for him to be teased in this one and then not have him at all. Hi, hi Dusty. The cat's here to protect me again. So that's where I was on that. Uh, Heidi says the ending was very biblical. Gideon was consumed by the fires of hell and Din and Bo were protected by their savior. Yes, very true. Uh, again, you know, I saw a lot of, there's a lot of speculation about uh, the biblical references in the spies episode. And they were like the last supper and Bo-Katan and the disciples. And that didn't play into it. And, I, and this is the thing. I think that and I loved reading those threads and people were commenting with things like that and I loved reading it but I think if you start to buy into it that's when it that's when it becomes the problem when you start to buy into it and you're like if this doesn't happen if this doesn't happen it's, it's it, that's can't be the case you have to you have to just accept you have to leave that at the door but again like it was so much fun the last few weeks 
Uh, Dale is saying it needed an end credit scene because that kind felt like ending for the story. There's no confirmation for season four. It did feel like an ending. It really, but I thought season two ended too. Like I thought it did have an ending, which again I'm okay with because I I, I feel like season three of The Mandalorian it ended. It did end. It it, it was like, and I, I what I said was I kind of in the last few days had the realization in my mind that we were going to get a happy ending with this episode because of episode 12 or chapter 23 the spies that was the empire strikes back and this was the return of the jedi right and it was called the return and that was kind of what i where my thought process was going into it i was like this is gonna be there were times i'm like oh man are they gonna kill that character they can't kill that character but we had our empire strikes back we had our our heavy pause has Vizsla die we had dinjarin taken captive like we had that we had all the empire strikes back moments and this was the return of the jedi and and again i think this is also where people they forget star wars is like that star wars can't continuously like andor is continuously heavy but andor is spectacular don't get me wrong but star wars isn't about that star wars is about optimism and overcoming and being triumphant and the little guy is winning right that's what it is and, and so i think it's it's a mistake i think if if you don't go this direction and there is no confirmed season four, I don't, it, like I said, it doesn't necessarily need a season four. We're getting this Mandoverse movie, whatever that's going to be um, possibly 2026, whatever. And it, it had, it had an ending, but also, and, and season one had an ending season two really felt like an ending. A book of both that had a beginning and the end and end. And I, and I think that's the right way to go because as much as you know, there's there might there probably will be a season four. You get a complete story, right? Like the first three seasons, like I said, every episode was episodic, like they were individual episodes with this greater story. And now you have this one with this going on, and he's gonna go off and do side jobs for the new republic. But at the same time, you have what's going on with Mandalore. There's like there's a lot like Mandalore's being rebuilt. What's going on there? How is that gonna impact? the greater star Wars picture that they are going to like with Thrawn and everything, right? How are they going to affect, how is Thrawn going to affect that? So there are, there are places to go. It's not a dead end for them, but I think it was, it was well on them to, to tell like this season. And I've been arguing this since day one was really like, they had a plan. This season is about X to uh x or y to x or whatever right they knew they they had a they had a path they had a trajectory and they stayed on it the entire season and it ended in a satisfying fulfilling way where you're like okay that like that is what was going on here perfect makes sense and grogu you know i was talking to somebody and they were complaining that grogu was taking a back seat and i said yeah but there's a reason for that because there was no like grogu was there but it's he wasn't there just to be there. I mean, he was there just to be there, but he was there to watch and to grow and to learn. Like if you you know you see children, and they watch and they learn and they grow, and he has all this newfound knowledge in the forest. And it's like there was going to you you had to know based on everything. I know people are like Farrell forgot how to write. Kathleen Kennedy ruined everything. Well, you guys are full of crap because I think the the plan all along was have him there, have him show up show that you know with the, the lizzo episode everybody hates he was moving the ball for her in that game why we're we're learning we're seeing how 
pristine his use of the forces, right? How precise his use of the forces, how he can he can guide things better. And I can't just you know the frogs was an issue beforehand because my cat woo dusty should have called you Kit Fisto or Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride would have been good. Hey Dust, I hope you don't have a tick on you. Just my... <laughs> Uh, so that that's where I was on that. Like the, everything was mapped out and planned out. Like this is happening for this. This is happening for this. And I think I said this on last week with Brock. I'm like, I, I felt like Din was going to have to fight the Praetorian guards. Cause we had to get the, the sad moment with them and to show how dangerous they were when they confronted our hero, Din, who came back to the forefront and Bo-Katan was phenomenal. I would watch a Bo-Katan show in a heartbeat. Don't get me wrong. I, I thought I, I, of most of the animated characters that have, been coming over her helmet looks the best am i wrong in that like that looks i think it looks wonderful uh project necromancer is snoke i 100 agree i did a little uh ben solo video on digital charcuterie i'm going to do a longer one probably in a couple weeks when i really flesh out those ideas i think i think we're going to be getting snoke and, and ben solo in the mandoverse at some point uh where and when and i say mandoverse i don't mean mando season four i don't know uh, I woke up at three. The entire episode was spoiled by four. I believe it. Uh, I thought Project Necromancer was bringing Palpatine back from the dead. The Sith callers feel his presence. Okay, that's uh, yeah. And I, but is it, how different are Snoke and, and GVP? Like, are they part of like the same plan? Right? I don't know. I'm sure it's been. Whatever, they'll wreck on it. <laughs> Everything gets wreck on, and that's fine too. Uh, notice that the creed no longer includes having to never remove their helmet. Yeah, but it still looked like the 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 diehards of the creed were still wearing their helmets, and then the other ones weren't. By the way, gotta say, super happy. I know the armor he was getting the flag, like the armor is evil. Still could be, still could be, also still could be. But axe wolves. <laughs> so thrilled when Axel Rose was like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be the hero. I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. There, There's my one negative thing, is he disappeared at the end of season two and they said, you're gonna learn why. I never learned why. I never learned why. Why, why did he, why wasn't he there? Why was he there? He wasn't the spy. I thought he was gonna be the spy. He wasn't the spy. I'm glad he wasn't though. I, this is what I love about the show. They're like, you think these people are spies? Are you stupid? Kane! Shadow Council, they're telling you that they have spies everywhere, but but we're like too into like our head cannon and then like our own, like, well, this is the blood, like to even like care that that's not what it is. Uh, Dale Erman says Ragnar gets to that part and it's interrupted, Din gets to that part and he gets interrupted. The armor leaves it out the third time. Oh, interesting. I like that one. What great attention to detail. The mouse droid SWAT team. Uh, first of all, I love mouse droids. So when I saw it, I was like, yeah. Like I had that Leonardo DiCaprio moment. And then when <laughs> when they came back, <laughs> the whole SWAT team came, Aaron and I were watching it together. We were both laughing. We were enjoying it. By the way, she loved she loves Grogu and she uh had a blast watching Grogu. Uh, kick ass in this episode just had a blast how could you like i don't know if you're a star wars fan this episode i don't understand like if you didn't like this episode again that's fine it's all subjective but if you didn't like this episode same with was it an episode 
of both. Like, if you didn't like this episode, maybe, maybe you don't like Star Wars as much as you thought you did. Maybe you don't. I, I don't want to sound like a dick when I say that, but maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. That's all I'm saying. Uh, season two and three finales are like fake series finales in case show doesn't get renewed. That's yeah, kind of yeah. But I mean, also the storylines of that season were concluded in both of them. And, and I think, I mean, Stranger Things is the same, except for like the last season. I mean, I know they've kind of had teases, like season one had that tease, but usually like those shows, they also kind of. By the way, I mostly bring up Stranger Things when I talk about binge watching shows because it's probably the only binge watching show I really watch. I haven't seen anything. I don't watch TV. I watch Star Wars. I thought Grogu. This is super fun. I thought Grogu was going to say "Dada" when he said he can't talk. The creep. I was expecting something too. I was expecting "Dada," but he tried to say, he tried to say this is the way earlier in the season, and I thought I said to him, "I'm like the way this is," but I, you know, there's speculation that he's going to show up in that Ray movie. And I think, you know, you look at baby Groot, now adult, late teen Groot, not the same. There's a danger in in baby Yoda and Grogu overstaying his welcome. And speaking could really be dangerous. And I don't think he'll speak like Yoda. Luke mentioned how he knew someone like that who spoke weird, who spoke funny. Yaddle doesn't speak funny. Grogu hanging out with Din would learn how to speak po- probably from Din Djarin. I would suspect he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't speak in Yoda in Yoda riddles because he wouldn't know to speak that way. That's why I don't know where Yoda got it, and I'm not going to question it because one thing Star Wars, like you heard Liam Neeson say, like that the magic is kind of lost because they're you know it's oversaturated. I agree with that. It's totally magic is lost, but I think the, the Yoda species has to has to say stay. Uh, Dale says, "Well, necromancy is communicating with the dead. Snoke was never really dead that we know of. All we know is that he was a clone. So yeah, I'm, yeah, you could be right there, Palpatine. She repeat, axe crashes the ship like the end of Clone Wars, and the laser walls had episode one vibe. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. It's like this episode." Just was like it felt the most Star Wars that we've gotten. I, like I don't know since Star Wars, like since A New Hope. I don't even know how to quantify that. But there was something about it when I watched. There was a part. I think it was actually. It's not even. They're flying through the through the air with jetpacks, and it happened like I think right after our five R two'd it with his flight, and I was like, and then he obviously went in like that Death Star looking area, and I was just like, this is Star Wars. Like, this is what I got into, what I stayed in for. It was everything I loved about the, the original trilogy as a kid. It was everything that I loved about the prequels. And it was everything that got me excited when I went to go see The Force Awakens. And somewhere along there, not the fault of anyone, I think got a little bit lost. Andor, as great as it is, I never had that feeling. Like, and, and I'm not knocking Andor. It's still probably the best of them all. But it just, this one, and cap. Encapsulated all of that, and I was like, "This is like so much fun." It was just so much fun, and it was so over the top, and it wasn't long. It didn't drag. I didn't feel like it needed to be longer. I felt like I got everything I needed out of it, and it just was like. And and the thing is, they went back to grief, Karka, and he's like, "I got you a little uh, cottage. You you and your uh, Din Grogu can go 
chill over there. And uh, I'll be here for all your future uh, needs. If you, he needs to go to school, we got a school for him. So I, I, you know, and then obviously, obviously Carson Tevis shows up and that's where he's going to get work from. So I just, it, it just took me right. It was just like, this is Star Wars. This is what I love about Star Wars. Uh, let's keep going with this. It's so much fun. It's optimistic. It's, you know, the lightsaber and Heidi again, I got, I'm going to bring this up tomorrow, Heidi, but you kind of brought up, you like the lightsaber. You, you, I mean, you didn't predict it exactly, but you said they need to destroy the lightsaber because it, it's more cursed than helping them out to paraphrase what you said. They're like, it, they, they think it unites them, but it really tears them apart. And then you see that it gets destroyed and only after it's destroyed, you know, unknowingly really to them probably at the time but after it gets destroyed they are united and there's that purification going on and i i'm curious if going forward in whatever series we get i would suspect it wouldn't be a mando season four or five or six or seven eight nine ten i i would think it's more probably like uh a, a spin-off of whatever but but do the mandos rebuild the dark saber do they try it again and does that and maybe maybe that's even something they do past the ray movie right like further on down the line like like you know what we need the leader needs this and they do that again that could be kind of kind of fun uh dale Herman says biblical spies are those that reach the promised land and scout the land so they are all spies dale hitting us with the knowledge actually someone commented on that on uh on digital recruiter yes yeah, so there you go like there's this i think that's probably exactly what the title refers to and we took it literal spies for modern day and and we had kane show up and that's how we did it right there so you're probably right as well a uh, group huge in guardians 3 yeah just like the christmas special right he's massive he's a bulk uh season three was how i pictured season two was going to be interesting interesting buff group buff group r5 was great loved r5 vermont mike uh yes grogu Hold on. Gro they say Grogu will die when Kathleen Kennedy gets fired. Survey says she's fired. Grogu is gonzo. Uh, the Darksaber hilt is the new torch. Oh, there's a new torch for the Grey Forge. Awesome. Grogu will be the Darksaber in Ahsoka. <laughs> uh, interesting. Yeah, so we'll see where everything goes in Ahsoka. And I don't know how much I want to know going into Ahsoka. I knew very little going into this season of The Mandalorian. And I think that really helps out in a lot of ways. Obviously, I heard Christopher Lloyd was going to show up. But I didn't know what he was going to do or where he was going to show up or how. And that was fun. And 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 you wonder if, like like you said, Captain Bombardier and whatever Lizzo's name was, if they if those characters are archetypes for other characters around and there's bigger things at play with that right like there's more going on in in regards to that so i uh i'm curious where we're gonna go with with like i don't really suspect them coming back necessarily but i didn't think pelimono was coming back they keep bringing characters back and they use them in in really cool ways and they make them a part of the story and, and i i was half suspecting to go back to Tatooine in some capacity or having someone from Tatooine show up, but I'm glad they didn't. They, the thing I like about this show is, is it, I mean, this was a big episode with a lot going on and they still kept it to scale. 
they still kept it as a skeleton. I really like that, that that that's what like it was a very I like because you you know like what the events of what's happening have no consequence on Jakku, on Tatooine, on Naboo, not even really on Coruscant. And that's what I love. It had to do with Mandalore and Moff Gideon, like this small, intimate portion of the the galaxy. And that's it. And that's what I love about it. You don't always have to be over the top and go gangbusters. And and it was over the top, but it was so small. It was so small that that's what that's why I loved about it. And that's what I think the strength of the show has been is it hasn't been massive on scale. I mean, you know, it hasn't been. It's been like very small and intimate. And they bring it down. They cut, you know, cut the fat, and this is what it is. And that's what I love. That's what I think it's strong at, and it's great at. Uh. Grogu makes new dark saber and takes over like twenty years and is in the Rays film. Like, I get the, the only thing with that though is then he'd be seven, seventy, he'd be seventy, eighty, nine. They'll say ninety. He'd be around Yoda's age in, in no, he'd be nowhere near Yoda's age. Is Yoda because how? When's the High Republic? Two hundred, two hundred six. No, so he wouldn't be there. I don't know how old would he be. Like five? I'm not sure. Uh. They never beat a dead horse with character cameos. No, they utilize them, right? Like you could argue, like, oh, they just they brought in Luke again. No, but they utilize, they utilize, utilize Luke. They utilize Pelimoto, especially in Book of Boba. When I thought, then I thought they were really pushing and stretching with that one. No, she played a massive part, and it was a good one. I'm wondering if Snoke was made with Luke's hand. That old rumor, right? That was floating around from the. Force Awakens Day that it originally started with Luke's hand in space. Not gonna lie, I don't, I don't, I don't know if we need to see Luke's hand. <laughs> Hope Ezra has a decent part in Ahsoka, but it may be Ahsoka season two than the film. Yeah, I think, I think we won't get Ezra or Thrawn for a very. We might get like that uh, FaceTime call. The hologram of of Ezra, but I don't think Ezra and Thrawn are going to be big parts of the show until much later, like much much later. Um, and that one, there's no guarantee for season two of that one. And I have a feeling that they're. I think that's. I think Ahsoka's where the Filoni film really begins. I think that's where we're going to see the stars of the Filoni film. And not to say it's gonna, it's not gonna be a satisfying season, but I do think like he's building towards something and that's going to be the, cause the Mando stuff was, it started with one thing and they kind of let it evolve. But this one, I think they're, he's making it for a purpose. And I think we're going to get to that. Like it's going to be building towards that. So I, I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect Ezra right away or Thrawn. I, I like play the long game. I, I, I let's bring him off getting for a second before we move on. Because uh, I heard people complain like, Oh, Moff Gideon doesn't show up to the second last episode. He's your main villain. Was he? I mean, yes, he was. But the the season was never like, we got to stop Moff Gideon. He was name dropped and sprinkled in here and there so you wouldn't forget about him. But the season was never about him. He had nothing to do with this season. He was the last obstacle to get for the Mandalorians to get what they needed to get. He was the last obstacle, but he wasn't needed until that point. The series was not about, the show was not about him. Even season one, he doesn't show up to the second last episode. Season two, I think he's in a little bit more. I can't remember. But even then I was like, oh man, I hope they don't kill him off. And this season is like, 
you don't get to him until you need him. And that's what the Mandoverse is great at is they give you what you need when you need it. And that's it. No more, no less, except for Grogu. Uh, Luke's hand. This is Dale Irvin. Luke's hand, Anakin's arm, some guy's smushed head, probably Balin's. Uh, Moff Gideon has a bit of an ego. He does. And that's what I love about Moff Gideon. He's so awesome. The worlds between worlds will be in Ahsoka. I think I think you're right. And I think we're going to learn um, subtle subtle things, if you pay attention, that will probably branch out into novels more about the galaxy and the inner workings of the galaxy and how it, it, it's more multiverse than not multiverse with legends and, and whatnot. I think, I think so. In some capacity, I think we're going to get that. Um, I hope they don't go overboard with world, world between worlds. At some point, I've, sometimes I don't even think we're going to ever see it again because and I brought this up in the past. The danger of the world between worlds is that if you overuse it, it, it loses its, its mystique and then it could become a crutch. And I always find that that time travel, not that the world between worlds is time travel. It's the same thing though. I find that that could be used as a crutch. And, and it, it, it gets annoying in Star Trek and it gets annoying in Harry Potter in the movie anyway. And I hope they don't overuse it or utilize it. And I hope if they do, I hope the rules like only like you can use it and that a couple books can use it. I think it's fine, fine for books. Um, but, but more than that, I just, I, I just don't. Cause then when you start to add too much, it can get crazy. I know Mortis is a, like Mortis is of all the things in the anime show. Cause one thing I was talking to Aaron about is, is, is this show kind of like this season ended and it was kind of like, this has been building since like the clone. Like we've like, this has been like a journey from the clone wars to now and it ended. And I said, you haven't seen clone wars or rebels. None of this matters to you. And she was like, no, but she was totally invested in it, had no questions about it, and I never told her anything. I just found it amazing that she went there. But Mortis is a whole other beast. Like, how, like do you bring Mortis into live action? Because when you do that, you are then introducing a whole lot of, a whole lot, a whole lot more people to Mortis. And does that, like, do you lose people when you bring in Mortis? Because it's very like it's trippy, the Mortis stuff. I think World Between, Between Worlds is is very trippy as well. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how many wolves we, wolves we get in uh, in Ahsoka as well. Uh, uh, time travel in Harry Potter. Yeah, I think it was the third movie. Uh, Hermione has like a necklace, and they're like, "Oh, why don't we just time travel?" <laughs> oh, all right, sure. Uh, Dale Irvin, Ahsoka will see things. She'll be the one that dismembers Anakin if she stayed in the Jedi Order. And basically, everything she sees will have the same. See, that's I'm on the same path there. I think Anakin is always, no matter what path anyone is on, Anakin always turns to the dark side. I'm with you, Dale. Two rumors from Heidi that didn't come to fruition. Cobb Vance would replace Kara as the Marshal. There was going to be a planet full of dark side Yodas. I didn't hear that the Cobb Vanth one. I still think that could that could float out there. Like I think he died, and then they reshot him in the band the tank back to tank. Oh, uh, the <laughs> evil Yodas. I didn't hear about it. I hope we never hear about that again. Evil Yodas. Like, 
This is when they run out of ideas. Like, well, yeah, what if we had evil Yodas running around? That'd be funny. Covento, uh, the, the Rangers of the New Republic is weird to me because they could still do it if they wanted to. And I don't know why Cara Dune, whether you like Cara Dune or not, I don't know why you couldn't do it without Cara Dune. Like, like, like there's so many other characters to, to take on that role. And honestly, in a lot of ways, it feels like Din's going to take that role now with, uh, with what he's doing for Carson Teva at the end of that episode. I, I don't know. I just, that's funny to me. Whatever. It makes me laugh. It makes me chuckle. Dark side Yoda's. All right. But yeah, the Cara Dune thing. I don't know. I'm like, like I said, I stayed out of that Twitter drama with her because I just don't care. Um, I just thought it was weird that they were like, well, we can't do the show without her. Why? Like, (laughs) why? Makes no sense. Um, Let's see what we got here. Uh, I thought the Dark Side Yodas were in Skeleton Crew or Ahsoka. Okay, Dale. If that's the case, I'll send you. I'll send you something. Uh, the first show, not a name. Yeah, it's true. And I and I Skeleton Crew's coming. They're not a name. And I really think I, I just I think it would benefit Star Wars, and it would it would probably you know be unbeneficial for YouTubers if they would just take the names out of these shows and movies. Uh, so like I hope the the new movie is not called the Ray movie, I, you know, because like Solo's great, but the minute you put the name on it, then it's about that character. And Star Wars, like I said, is always about more than just one solo character. And what was great about the Mandalorian this season was it was about Din and it was about his journey in the unification of Mandalore. But he wasn't the main player in that, right? He was a side character in that bigger story. And that's what we saw from him. And I was okay with that. I thought it played out well. And at the end, they were like, but but yeah, but he's still our main guy. Like he was helping out, but he's still our main guy. And and don't forget that. That was fun, I thought, anyway. Uh, I thought maybe they're part of of a Sith cult. All right, maybe. Uh, will it be episode 10? I hope it's episode 10. I don't think they'll do it, though. I think because they want to stay away from the episode. Even though it's stupid, in my opinion. Just make it 10. Just keep going. Why, why wouldn't you just keep going? If you call it episode X, episode 10, episode 11, episode 12, people will know and they'll go. When you just when you just start to call it solo, it doesn't. people aren't going to go. So I think I think they should. But I don't get paid, so... Whatever. Ray's not even the main character. Should we turn out at the end? Oh, I didn't know she's I know she's not the main character, but it's I mean she and I don't look she they're doing with her what I thought they were gonna do with the sequel trilogy. Have the original cast in it, but then you ship them away and you let the new characters take off on an adventure. I was on board with that, so I'm on board with this too. Like have Ray come in, be like, Ray, blah blah blah. Now you send them on their way. Right, like Obi-Wan Kenobi with Luke. It's like, now it's Luke's turn. That's what I thought, like, that was one of my, the things that I wasn't a big fan of with the, the, the sequels was there was almost too much emphasis on the original cast. It's like, no, I don't care about that. I'm all in on Finn. Bring me more Finn. Let's go. Kylo Ren looks awesome. I'm all in. Let's go. I don't need to worry about Vader. Don't have to worry about CVP. Let's just go. Luke's on an island. Leave him there. <laughs> Let's go somewhere else. He'll show up when we need him. The main character is uh, was it 
there's two I think it's two young I don't know how young, but they are younger. And I believe they're looking for a diverse cast. Uh, but they are going to be younger. And then she is going to start. So some somewhere around what's going on is she's rebuilding the Jedi Order. And they go on a quest. And, and I hope a quest. I don't know. I think Again, I think the, the, what they need to do with these movies. And I said this on Casual Friday Charcuterie two weeks ago. They need to shrink the scale of the film. Don't worry about the galaxy being in peril. I mean, it's in peril. But worry about the specific storyline right here Finn might not be in it I've heard that they want Boyega back but Boyega he's leaning more to coming back but he might not want to come back still which you know you can't really blame them necessarily they I I don't know They. I'm not in those rooms I don't know what are you going to do what are you going to do uh, let's see. This is uh, there isn't really a main character. It's kind of like a bunch of Jedi she trained have a problem or adventure, and she comes in to tell them they'd done well. <laughs> she, she, can you imagine the movie ends? She's like, "Oh, you've all done very well. You're all a Jedi now. Let's move on." I thought it was a bit. That'd be phenomenal. Again, like I'm fine, big, small, whatever role is. I don't really care. Just more Star Wars. I do. The only thing is, if like, she has a bigger role, which if Dale, if you're accurate, then she won't. But if she has a bigger role, how do you not have Ben Solo appear in some capacity? As as I say that, it's like ears burning over here. Disney Disney shows up. We're about to wrap up, but uh, if if you go in that direction, how do you not have Ben Solo? But okay, before we go, I'm only leaving because Disney Disney showed up and we're in a feud. <laughs> um. What uh, would you guys rate this episode out of 10? And what was your favorite moment this season? Rapid fire question, answer going on now. For me, I would honestly, <laughs> I'm such a lazy jerk. I would give us like a 9.9 out of 10. <laughs> she appears anytime, Ben. So how about them lightning? Okay, how do you block someone? Block user. Put user in a timeout. Oh my. <laughs> Heidi gives it a 9.5. My favorite moment of the season was definitely. Um, oh man. It probably would be like Heavy's death by the Praetorian Guards. But I'm also like. Because here's another thing that I think is overlooked is remember when Grogu was training with Ragnar and he did the jump and everybody bitched and moaned online about the jump. And then he does it against the guards. It's like it's it. They knew what they were doing from the get go. Yes or no? There's no maybe budding Din Grogu. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so I, I, it might be that might be Din and Grogu, or sorry, I guess it'd be Jaren and Grogu Din. Di yeah, them versus the Praetorian guards. But I'll probably stick with uh, with. Uh, Paz Vizsla getting slaughtered by uh, by them. Anybody else got any before we wrap it up? Anything else? Hi, Brittany. Yes, yes. No, 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 no. By the way, and how how nice was it that they they had they showed restraint from when they had that that uh, sentimental moment where din's like hey buddy i need you to be strong for me can you be strong they didn't 
play around and make him go, yes, yes. They didn't do it for laughs. He was like, you know, I got this, Dad. But that's how it was. Are Kreese and Vizsla both last names? No, I think it's just the Din. I think it's Din Jaren. I think, I think just his clan. Maybe the armorer is like if the armorer had a kid, it would be like her kid's name would be James. It would be like the James. Uh, Sooner gave this one a nine rating. Funniest was Grogu with Robot, but Grogu and Dad Mando versus the guards. Yeah, great one. Great moment there. Fans hated Ray Force Healing, but love Grogu doing it. And again, if you pay attention, that episode of Grogu was the day before or like the week, the same week that the Rise of Skywalker came out. So yeah, you can't. You can hate whatever you want, just you can't nitpick at the same same time. All right, guys, this has gone on. Aaron's going to get mad. We're supposed to watch Below Deck. All right. <laughs> I made her watch Mando. She loved it, by the way. She really did. She was like, that was just, that was really good. That might have been her favorite episode that we've gotten. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. It wasn't deep. It didn't have to be deep. It was fun. It was Star Wars, pure and simple Star Wars. Everything you saw in there, like if I was a kid, I'd be like, that toy, that toy, that toy, that toy, that toy. My favorite one would either be a Beskar trooper or Mobkin Beskar. One. And Bonish Brini says, once again, we got denied an actual war in the stars and Star Wars after all the teasing of fleets and stuff. Only <laughs> it's true. It's true. Hello, Automated Joy. Uh, rumors hit. Then people were saying, don't. They were going to stop history from happening. Bad baby and squeezy. Good moments going on in Mandalorian. Uh, season finale. Let's call it the series finale. It was just canceled. Actually, if you guys, I don't know if you heard, but the Nielsen, new Nielsen ratings came out. And actually, it's uh, it's like the number two streamed show. Hi, Dusty. We'll call you Kit Fisto when you appear on here. It was like the number two. Okay. It was the, <laughs> okay. If you want to be on the show, you gotta. It was like the number two uh, most streamed show of the last month, next to a show I never heard of. But like I said, I watch Stranger Things on Star Wars, so that's it. All right, everyone, thank you so much for watching. This was a blast. We get to do it again tomorrow with Brock, eight thirty p.m. Eastern time. Uh, I'm gonna miss the Leaf game. If they show up, that's great. I won't be. All right, everybody, thank you so much for watching Automated Joy. Sorry, we're signing off right now, but like I said, I got to watch Blow Deck. All right, everybody, thank you so much for watching. It really means a lot to me. This has been fantastic. I appreciate all of you. Uh, and I'm going to end it a little bit different. I'm going to end it with um, uh, Umbrella Academy Netflix. Great. Okay. Maybe I'll check it out. Uh, uh, I have spoken. This is This is the way.